Everybody got a song. I just want to thank the Lord for saving me and for the church praying for me. It's definitely been a lot easier at home this week so thank god for that um and just keep me in your prayers i went to the eye doctor yesterday and i have two sebaceous cysts on my eyes that are going to have to be removed surgically so just keep that in your prayers Amen. not really fond of people coming at me with lasers <laughs> imagine a man placing flowers on a grave of his departed wife who so long ago was saved when that grave burned. 
she searches for her mom and dad, but only in vain. She remembers the words that the preacher said one day. I can't imagine anyone turning Jesus away. Oh, don't you know that he died so that you could be saved? So please, won't you come to him? Don't wait another day. I can't imagine you turning Jesus away. Imagine a bride all arrayed in purest white as she walks down the aisle to meet her husband for life. Imagine her confusion when the groom he's disappeared leaving his bride alone with her tears. Imagine a mother who's just given birth as she waits with open arms for the child she loves so much. Imagine her pain when she's told her baby's gone. He's been snatched from his cradle. We don't know what went wrong. I can't imagine anyone turning Jesus away. Oh, don't you know that he died so that you could be saved? So please, won't you come to him? Don't wait another day. I can't imagine you turning Jesus away. So please, won't you come to him? Don't wait another day. I can't imagine you turning Jesus away. The things that I love and hold dear to my heart, they're just borrowed, they're not mine at all. Jesus only let me use them to brighten my life, so remind me, remind me.
what ifs comes from. singer, but I love the Lord. I want to uphold his name. He's been good to me. If you have friends in glory's land who's left because of pain thank God if they We'll die no more. They'll suffer not again. Then weep, my friend. I'm going home. Up there we'll die no more. <laughs> no coffins will be made up there no graves on that right shore then weep not friends I'm going home up there we'll die no more no coffins will be made up there no graves on that bright shore the lame in glory land will walk the blind up there will see the deaf in glory land the dumb will talk to me, so weep not, friends, I'm going home. Up there we'll die no more, no coffins will be made up there. No graves on that bright shore. There'll be no sun in glory land. The moon and stars won't shine. For Christ will be the light up there. <laughs> We'll live on love divine. Praise God. Full of homecoming dinners. 
be no coffins up there. I'm going home. Praise the Lord. I've been here several years, 47, I think. Give or take. I ain't never seen as much food in my life as I was here Sunday. It was food galore and everywhere. Praise the Lord. I appreciate all that worked in it and helped out and put their time. It was great. Did anybody not enjoy it? I just had a great day Sunday. Myself, a great day. Had the right message. Yep, well, no doubt in my mind is the right message. Dr. Zach Earth, he was real pleased. Particularly left to get to come. That's great. Uh, Robert Farmer's wife passed away this morning. Remember them. Uh, she'd been sick. But talked to his daughter a week or two ago, a couple of weeks ago. She said Phoebe had made up her mind. She was going off for dialysis. And, uh, she's tired, tired of fighting the battle and wasn't really alive. So just pray for that family. God knows her. God knows their need. I never have been able to get a hold of Nathan. Keep praying for Nathan. But, but, uh, I gave me a number, but I've called and called and called. Remember all of our lost? All the sick. Uh, Dr. Scott, this morning, uh, he said he's going to be in there several days. Every time he'd get up, he said he couldn't get his breath. And I believe he said Jamie would come by and prayed with him. He's sick when he went to the hospital. Yeah. Yeah. When he, when he agreed to go, he was, he was sick. Pray for his mom and daddy, too. And uh, I reckon Jeanette's got COVID, but she's she's at home. I may have that wrong. Coburn's back with us. Oscar and Linda still not. They're still alive. Still not well. Keep praying for me. My leg's getting some better, but I ain't. Whew, I ain't had pain like this night and day in a long time. Appreciate all of us come out. Uh, Miss Short's mama wants to pray for her.
Praise for bread. That's a long separation, too. From the coast to here, just pray God knows his needs. I believe he'll take care of us. Pray for our children going back to school. I believe Virginia already going back to school. Anybody else need to be anointed? You know, for me, it's the saddest thing. Youngers don't have a mama or a daddy. They're here and they're yonder. Mm. It breaks my heart. 
Those fellows didn't ask to be here. Two, three, four, five years old. Don't know where they're going to be tomorrow. Think Satan ain't having a heyday? Blood's going to be on somebody's hands. They run through the pleasure of getting them here and they won't take care of them. Somebody else got a prayer request. I'm missing somebody, but I can't think. We miss our sister-in-law. She's going to have to have surgery Monday, and it sounds like it could be real serious. Amen. She goes to hospital anymore. It could be real serious. That's for sure. I've not heard today, but Herman runs a garage up here, had gallbladder operation. He come home and he'd been in a lot of pain. He went back yesterday and uh, they found infection in him. He's in the Elkin Hospital and started him on antibiotics. And they said if it ain't better in a day or so, we're going to have to send him to bad district society. Uh, just pray for him. It's been less than a year since he had open heart surgery. people's heard the word of God and chose to go back. I don't care what kind of church problem comes. I don't care what happened in their family. There ain't no excuse for turning their back on God. Amen. He'll tell you it can't happen. You're going to make it. It don't matter. They're lying to you. Amen. You better stay with Jesus.
Reformation. Come back to God. Nobody else? Full moon coming up tomorrow night. <laughs> Changes things, don't it, boys? Yeah, guarantee it. Carla Lawson's down with her back again. Remember her? Remember Melody's sister and mama? Remember one another. I tell you what, when we fall back in love with one another, God will start moving. Amen. When we realize there ain't no big eyes and little youth, we quit seeing faults in everybody else. We start looking at our own. Then we'll realize what God's done for us. Amen, bless your heart. Too, Bill. Sit for a long more while back. I think he's worse. Pray for him. Went by and talked to him. He said he was ready to go. The rest of it really don't matter. Everybody got their bags packed to go home.
sign I've seen when I was doing something right when the devil got mad at me causing me troubles I need to rejoice in my troubles and tribulations it ain't always easy but I need to from under a shelter out under a big storm. If nothing else, all the kids just got their backpacks. All the kids just got their backpacks. Come on. Kids that ain't got your backpacks, come on. Everybody else, come on. This is serious. This prayer right here could keep the devil off one of those youngers back. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Great day. That's about an altar for Hallelujah. Lamont, uh, lead us and everybody pray. Everybody pray.
Anybody need this place tonight? Anybody got a burning scripture? It's Mike. He's been having trouble with it. We've run it back and forth to Mount Air and still ain't found the problem. We're going to put it on tonight and see what it does. Amen. It'll come or it'll go. It'll be all right. Read it, brother. Amen. Amen. You know, a lot of that that's done in secret is what God really sees. Don't nobody need this tonight? First Timothy 6. Just give us a little shorty. <coughs> First Timothy six chapter. I've heard preachers say, and ain't nothing wrong with it, if that's how they want to say it, but I'd rather be here in the hospital or here in the funeral home, but uh, <laughs> I'd rather be just about anywhere than I'd rather be standing out in the rain than to be in the hospital. Amen. 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 And uh, <laughs> I, bet, I bet Scott would tell you that tonight if, uh, if he could. Uh, I'd sure would rather be in the house of God than anywhere I know. Thank the Lord for His Word and His comfort. And something Satan has worked on ever since I've been a Christian, and I'm sure before, is to knock down the Spirit of God in our churches. He don't want us happy. He don't want us bold. He don't want us enjoying ourselves. He don't want us well. He wants us crippled, maimed, beat down. Sometimes we just play into that. We play into that game of Satan and mutter and grumble, complain. And I'm one of the worst. Amen. Just go ahead and holler guilty. Uh, pain hurts and I'll cry loud. But God's been good to me. And it's... Uh, with all the pain and all the trouble, but right now, it's far above 54 years ago laying in the floor drunk, hanging around the commode, down deep nine, knew I was dying and going to the devil's hell. And fear on me. One of the greatest things that ever happened to me is, is fear left. Fear left. I don't have the fear of dying no more. And if we still got uh, <laughs> perfect love, cast out all fear. And if we've still got some fear, we need to get rid of it. 
I remember uh, different times, revelations being taught, and I remember different times and different numbers of people, and some gone from here, and maybe some still here, but said, Revelation scares me. And I guess when uh, we knew, knew children in God, new firstborn children of God, I guess revelations does scare us. I respect it. I respect revelations, but the work of revelations don't scare me. It, the, the mark of the beast don't worry me. It, it ain't nothing to, to worry about. It's all the work of Satan, and if we're in the hand of God, that's what we need to worry about. Amen. We need to fear God. That can destroy both body and soul. Satan can only destroy the body. The sixth chapter of First Timothy. Let as many servants as are under the yoke count their own masters worthy of all honor, that the name of God and his doctrine be not blasphemed. And I dare say that every one of us have been guilty of this. One verse right there. And I'm not talking about the preacher. I'm talking about our, our boss people, our leaders that are, are supposedly Christians and living the life. And uh, if we're not careful, we beat them down. He said, count their masters worthy of all honor. And you know, if, if we have a person over us on the job, amen, he, he's our boss man. He's our superior, whether we like him or whether we don't. And we need to be godly people and show them godly love. We need to be honest with them instead of beating them down and talking about them. And they that have believing masters, let them not despise them because they are brethren, but rather do them service because they are faithful and beloved partakers of the benefit. These things teach and exhort. What did it say, uh, what Lamont read Sunday in the second chapter, 103rd Psalms in the second verse. Forget not their benefits. And it said our believing masters are, are uh, partakers of the benefits. What is the benefits of God? The benefits of God is to sit down and you can ask a blessing over a tomato sandwich. Amen. And no, I said it one time, knowing you ain't going to get tomain poison. I went out the door, someone was young said, what in the world is tomain poison? That's, that's something we've not heard of in a long time. But, you know, sometimes you think about it, especially in a foreign country. I wouldn't think about eating some of the stuff that I've eaten without asking God's blessings on it. And uh, I remember Gene Webb, boy, he was quiet about his eating Brother Gene going on to be with the Lord, but we was on the plane, and back then when we flew to Jamaica, they fed you, they fed you a meal, and uh, it was two or three little hunks of meat, I don't know about like that. And he said, I, he said, I ain't eating that, I don't know what that is. And he said, it might be dog, and I said, I hope it's beagle, that's my favorite dog, let me have it, <laughs> let me have it. He, uh, Gene talked about that till as long as we uh, was together and was able to be around but you know, if we ask God's blessings on it, and you wonder, I, I thought about the, the raven there and that come by and fed Elijah, wasn't it Elijah, that the ravens fed. So God will take care of us, but how many of us would if just uh, eat out from under an old crow? 
How many of us? We'd be hungry, wouldn't we? I guess Elijah was hungry, and I ain't been that hungry lately. But if an old crow come by and bought me a piece of bread, and I hadn't had nothing in days, it'd be good. Amen. I know God sent it. Amen. He said, if any man teach otherwise and consent not to wholesome words, even the words of our Lord Jesus Christ, and to the doctrine which is according to godliness. The doctrine that's according to godliness. And talking to brother, ain't been long ago, and he said, we don't have no doctrine in our church. You ain't got a church if you ain't got godly doctrine in it. You've got to have godly doctrine. That's biblical, and right there's the, the verse that'll prove that. And he said, if, if, let me read that again. If any man teach otherwise and consent not to wholesome words, even the words of our Lord Jesus Christ and to the doctrine which is according to godliness. And I thought about it. It said there, consent not. They just won't have it. And how many today, and I was thinking about Tommy Lynn's sister and, and ours, that they just won't have the full word of God. And some maybe live, live godly. Some live uh, close. Some, some would do anything for you, but you couldn't get them in church. You can't get them to testify. You can't get them to go out and do anything for the glory of God. And I, I believe it takes some uh, testifying, honey. I believe we need to testify. There's a place on our job, or there's a place here and a place yonder. And even of those that rule over us, our boss men or women on the job, I believe we can testify of the goodness of God. And then how we act when we don't get a raise when we're supposed to, or when things don't go to suit us. Have you ever acted up when things didn't go exactly right on the job? Hello. Every one of us has. So we've not done God's will. We've not done God's will. I'm glad I ain't had a job in a long time. And the Bible said in the fourth verse that he is proud, knowing nothing, but doting about questions and strives of words, whereof cometh envy, strife, railings, and evil surmissings. They, they just try to cause trouble. They just try to uh, bring out something that'll confuse you, especially a, a new convert. I won't never forget it. And that man's still alive today. And I was laying brick, and he was doping sheetrock. And uh, we'd, we'd stop there for uh, lunch, and they're sitting down in the, in the shade of the, the house, in, inside the old house. And he asked me what I thought about Corinthians. What did I know about Corinthians? I'd been saved about two months. I, I didn't know that it was a book in the Bible, but that was just about it. But they, if you're not careful, we'll bring questions. And I thought the last time I talked to that man has been almost a year. Uh, and the same, it's that same rebellious spirit that, that he tried to push some doctrine over on me standing in Walmart. And I listened until I couldn't stand no more, and I just signed it off. But they, they try to, uh, uh, there's people out there that's just like that. And this man's smart. He's, he's taught in some big schools and some doctrines, and he, he's got great knowledge. But I'm going to tell you, he ain't got the full truth. If he thinks you can live in sin and still go to heaven, he ain't got the full truth. Amen. Amen. And he ain't going to push it off on old Bill. I can tell him that right now. I just ain't going to have it. But they're, they're out there to provoke you. They're out there to stop you. And how many get confused? I mean, how many get confused when we come under the charismatic doctrine that, that you won't have no problems, you're saved, and everything will be all right, and we see this, and they say, just claim healing, just go ahead and claim healing. How many new converts that's not read the Word of God, 
to get discouraged when they have problems in their life. When, when they're sickly and, and, and they're not healed and somebody else is saying, and maybe they've never been sick. I'm going to tell you, honey, God has healed me before. There ain't no doubt in my mind. I'm a walking miracle. But I got pain and I got problems. Sometimes it takes that for me to come back and realize what God has done for me. Amen. So we, we can't just pinpoint a little point and just beat everybody else down and look at me. I mean, if I was totally healthy and hadn't had no problems whatsoever and just tell you that you were in sin because you were sickly, there's some out there that's just like that. I remember, I remember, and he's dead now. Butch worked with him. Uh, he sung right here in this church. And I remember he finally, he come to me and he said, I believe you got the Holy Ghost and just don't know it. I'd hate to have the Holy Ghost and just not know it, wouldn't you? I'd hate to want to drink and didn't know I had a dollar. I'd, I'd be in bad shape. But we're so tied up in our doctrines, but these godly doctrines, and that's what God wants us to have, godly doctrines. Doctrines that the Word of God will back up. He said he is proud, knowing nothing, but doting about questions and strifes of words, wherefore cometh envy, strife, railings, evil submissions, perverse, perverse, they're wrong, perverse disputing of men, of corrupt minds and destitute of the truth. They don't have the truth. Supposing that gain is godliness from such withdraw thyself. That's what the Word of God says. Neighbor, we can buddy around with these that will finally eat you up and beat you up. They'll beat you right down till you're nobody. I thought as we was praying for those little kids right there today, they, they'll be one of those kids that's a smarter than, than the other. And there'll be one that's a little bit slower than the other. Well, there'll be somebody that'll come by and try to beat that child down, try to make him feel like he ain't nobody. Yeah. I've been a child, and bless God, my memory ain't gone. I've been in school. Yeah. I pulled 12 years in school. I know how they are. Yeah. You've got to stand up for what you are. And it don't change when you get older either. Yeah. I remember Illinois had a hard time about two years ago. He just, uh, just beat down, and the church prayed, and I believe last year he said everything was good, and that's, that's great. And I know they do everything they can for bullying in, in the school, but it's still there. It's still there. We had a teacher that was a bully. I don't know if Emma remembers or not, but I do. I took several whippings just to get to go outside. I probably wasn't good, but I hadn't done nothing to deserve that whipping. With a couple of licks of the paddle, I'd go outside for an extra 30 minutes, and I'd just go ahead and take it. The Bible said in the sixth verse, let's, listen, let's read five again. Perverse or wrong, disputing of men, of corrupt minds, and destitute, totally destitute of the truth. You know why America's in the shape that it's in today? It's destitute of the truth. A form of godliness and denying the power thereof. America as a whole is destitute of the truth. And, and I've thought and I've said it lately that America has sent missionaries all over the world. We sent missionaries. Honey, it's about time that somebody sends a missionary that's filled with the Holy Ghost power of God to America and see if we can get back in shape. I thought, I thought as we've went every mission trip I've ever been on, 
they were so, so tickled that the American church, the white man had come into their community and somebody different had come in to help. Maybe we need somebody from the Philippines to come, glory to God, to the mission field for America, for, for Logan. Amen. I, I thought, how, how far America has got away from God? You can go to Cuba, they're shouting and praising the Lord. They ain't got nothing. They're living in shacks. Amen. I laid in the bed and looked out through the roof in the preacher's house. See the, see the moon through the, through the preacher's roof. Amen. So you know that thing leaked some. Had one little fan and they'd went and borrowed that fan from somewhere. Amen. So we'd have a little breeze through the house. But they'll praise God. And I'm sure they were revived because a stranger was there. Not because of me, but Dale Cable. Because there was a stranger there. Think about it. That's why we have revival. When we got somebody else different, it's a little different. Yeah. We'll put a little more effort into Friday, Saturday, and Sunday youth revival. You know what? We put a little more into it, we get a little more out of it. What have we put into the night service? Two night service. What have we put into it? Six first, but godliness with contentment is great gain. A message God left on my heart today is content. To be content. We can jump right on down to 6 first. Godliness with contentment is great gain, but we brought nothing into this world, and it's certain we can carry nothing out. And the 8th verse said, And having food and raiment, and having food and raiment, let us be therewith content. And that was the verse that God laid on my heart, and I had to go I had to go hunt it up. I couldn't even think where it was at. But I went and looked up the verse, and it said, With food and raiment, to be content. And I thought today, we mutter about the food that's put on our table. And our children won't eat some of the stuff that's put out. You know, and, and you can go to any buffet bar, and there's more throat in the trash than the kids eat. We need to be content with our food. And we say, well, this ain't good. Have you ever done anything that just wasn't good? Go ahead and eat it if you got it on your plate. I told Janet, sometimes Janet's eyes is bigger than her belly, and she'll, she'll get a big plate full, and she said, I can't eat all this. She done it Sunday. I said, well, we can't throw it away, so I eat her scraps. <laughs> Did a lot, Mama. Yeah, her chicken, her tenderloin, her cornbread, and her chicken dumplings. I never did even go get me a plate. I had banana pudding first. <laughs> but, but think about it. I thought of all that food, of all that food was left after everybody had eaten a plenty and maybe seconds and thirds. How many would that have fed in a foreign country? Are we not overly blessed? And they'll stand up and holler inflation and gas prices here and we're falling and everything's falling apart. All we've done is walked away from God. God's still blessing us. Amen. He's still blessing us. Yes, far more, far more than He's blessing Israel right now. God is blessing us. We've seen three little precious souls saved. How many is discontent with food and raiment? 
We know rain was just our clothes. Just food and rain. I promise you from the depths of my heart and old age has helped it. I sure don't want after a lot of them things I used to want after. They don't make no difference. Janet knows whatever she puts on the table, I'll eat a portion of it. Whatever she hangs behind the door, I put it on. Amen. It just don't matter to me no more. The things that used to worry us and to break us down. But godliness with contentment is great gain. For we brought nothing into this world, and it is certain we can carry nothing out. I couldn't tell you the number of times that I've sat in the nursing home and listened, or in some homes, and they said, I remember Johnny Freeman's daddy, he said, I wished I'd have done more for the Lord, Bill. I've wasted so much time. I'm talking about preachers. I'm talking about a lady that was our next-door neighbor in, in Logap. And she said, I've worked my fingers to the bone and tried to help my children and look at me. She said, here I sit in the nursing home. She was a neat little lady, and she could get around, and she was dressed nice, sitting up on the side of the bed. She said, enjoy yourself while you can. Don't worry about all these other little things. She said, right here is where you'll end up. That stuck with me. Yeah, I've known a lady all of my life, played in her yard, played with her kids. So think about it, church. What we do for the Lord is all that matters. And having food and raiment, let us be with content. We're not content with the weather. I've said today, this humidity is killing me. All my life, I never sweated, now I'm sweating. I know Bush don't believe that, but I'm sweating now. Medication probably, but I'm sweating. Are we content? Are we satisfied with the gospel? We miss one word, and there'll be somebody. Make a mistake in life. People never get over it. <laughs> Wouldn't give you a deep handshake, and when you die, they come by, and he's the sweetest fellow I've ever been. Yeah. Tell the wife or the husband, oh, how much I thought of him. Yeah, great fellow. That's when I'll really be a good fellow when I'm died. When I'm died, <laughs> amen. It ain't going to be long. Philippians 4 and 11. Let me read Philippians. Philippians 4. Let's go to the 10th first. But I reckon in the Lord great, I rejoice in the Lord greatly that now at the last your care of me hath flourished Again, I thought as I read this about our, our young ones and our, our church, our church has flourished and helped me again. It's made me with flourished again when we were all so careful, but ye lacked opportunity. And he said in the, in the 11th verse, But that I speak in respect of want, for I have learned in whatsoever 
state I am, therewith to be content. Paul said he's learned, and he, he said to the Philippians here, he said, uh, at the beginning you were careful, but you lacked opportunity. And sometimes we need to be careful with some of these things we do. And he said, I know both how to be abased, that's beat down, or how to, to abound. Everywhere and in all things, I am instructed both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and suffer need. I can do all things. That'll knock that charismatic doctrine right there. Paul said that. Let me read it. Twelfth verse. I know both how to be abased and I know how to abound. Everywhere and in all things, I am instructed both to be full. Who do you think instructed him? God Almighty. He said, I am instructed both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer. And he said, I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. And that's a prayer I prayed on our young ones as they go back into school next, next week. That, that they can do all things through Christ that, that, that's with them, through Christ that, that is, strengthens them. And Christ gives them what they need. They need their education, but they need what Christ has got for them. That's what's going to matter. I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. Notwithstanding ye have well done that you, that you did communicate with my afflictions. Now ye Philippians know also that in the beginning of the gospel, when I departed from Macedonia, no church communicated with me as concerning giving and receiving, but you only. So uh, <coughs> the church at Philippi must have uh, hooked on to Paul and seen that Paul needed something and helped him out, helped him on his missionary journey, helped him on the road. We'll read over in Hebrews just a little bit and we'll, we'll be done. <coughs> Hebrews 13. <coughs> Hebrews 13 in the fifth verse <clears throat> said, Let your conversation be without covetousness and be content with such things as you have. For he has said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. How many of us has ever felt like the Lord just wasn't there? Man, I have. I felt like sometimes I was never going to get another message. Seemed like I was never going to get another prayer through. But I forgot what his word said. He said he'd never leave me. He'd never forsake me. So that we may boldly say, the Lord is my helper. The Bible says be bold. For we can boldly say, the Lord is my helper, and I will not fear what man shall do unto me. Remember them which have the rule over you, who have spoken unto you the word of God, whose faith follow, considering the end of their conversation. And Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. I thought about over there in Joshua, and I won't get this exactly the way it said it, but Joshua got over there and, and they crossed the river and they come over and the Amorites 
were there with them, and they, they were before the walls fell in Jericho. And uh, Joshua said, I believe it's Joshua 7. We'd have to go back and hunt it up. But Joshua said, said, I wish we could have been content on the other side of the river. He said, if we come over here and you're going to let the Amorites wipe us out. I may not quote it that exactly, but it is Joshua 7. But I thought about on the other side of the river, several stayed on that side of the river. But God sent Joshua across the river and he seen the battle of the Amorites, and he seen the, the walls of Jericho, and he seen a battle out in front of him. And how many of us, when we cross the river and we're where God wants us to be, and we see the battle out there, and we say, I wish, I wish you'd have left me over there. I was content over there on the other side. Or what he said, if, if I had been content over there, maybe I could have stayed. He wasn't content over there either. And Joshua was a great man of God. But when he come to the other side of the river, he still wasn't content. So that's human nature if we ain't careful. We're not, we're not satisfied over there where the Lord delivered us from and we get delivered and we ain't satisfied where God delivered us from. I believe I read it and I don't even know where it's at now, but I'm sure I read it Sunday morning. But if we do the work and, the, and preach the gospel willingly, God said it's a reward in it. But if we're not content with what God's given us, God help me to just be content. He, he, I just have read it. He said, don't be afraid of man. Don't worry about what man will do to you. Man will knock you down. Man will provoke you. Man will make you feel, sister, about that high. Amen. Man will beat you down to nothing. But he's always a smart one out there. He's always one that's got more knowledge than you. There's one over the road they used to buy a little corn from. But he's always just provoking and he'd make a Christian mad. Just provoking with his doctrine. So let's be content. Janet, listen to this. Be content with me. Honey, I appreciate it. <laughs> Be, be content with me. She told me yesterday, she, she said, you can't hear nothing. I said, I've done that on purpose. <laughs> it ain't like I've went deaf on purpose. Think about it. She's a sweetheart. I wouldn't take nothing for her. Don't know what, I don't know what we're going to do on the ridge if something happens to Mama. I'll be in rags and starved to death. God's been good to us. <laughs> There's reality. I've got my free will choice to serve God. I could have sat down tonight and not preached this, but I wouldn't have been content. I won't be content with God. I want Him to hear my prayers. You got some prayers needs answering. Y'all have too, ain't you? You got some prayers needs answering, ain't we? We got some prayers needs. Carol just said that she got. I got to go back to heart doctor sometime when Monday. There ain't one thing to see. You got some needs, ain't you? Yeah. 
We realize we're born to die, and after this, the judgment. Then we will get content. The Word of God, the road map, uh, uh, these boys' jobs, the full moon in the hospital, and, and these crazies, I've dealt with some crazies. Uh, it's sad. I think some of the saddest things that just come to my mind, the little girl that come to this church, I think she was, don't hold me to this. I think she was about 30. And then Janet talked to her over towards Elkin the last time I seen her. And she said, I'm trying to straighten up and get back in church. And home broke up. Family broke up. A little girl, best I remember, four years old at that time. She wrote down her obituary. She wanted me to preach her funeral. What song to be sung for her little girl? All planned out hung herself in Goldsboro. And I thought, my Lord and my God, how can I preach this? I mean, she's just a little sweetheart. Got out in the wrong direction. Marriage broke. Ended up in jail. Hanging himself ain't the answer. cried and weeped. I thought, my Lord, how can I preach this? She wasn't a member of this church. She was a member of another church. But come here some. We dealt with them around them. But what, maybe, could I took just a little more time the last time I talked to her to prevent that, maybe. How do you know? Have you ever been too busy to talk to somebody? Mm. When I drove an old tandem for the state, I put a sign on the hood. You're too busy to pray. You're too busy. I was out on vacation one week, and one of the boss men took it off. It was state property. He's dead now, too. You don't fool with God's plan. We need to be content. And if I'm content in God's Word, I can help somebody. Yeah, God will give me another message. I love you. Appreciate you. I'm done. Anybody else got anything?